Time to start. Uh, leading a, a junior church service is, always has its different challenges. And I'm always so grateful for everybody here for being flexible and uh, changing and doing things at a moment's notice. It's just absolutely wonderful to be part of all of that, even though the old heart might be going, never mind, God's with us and that's the important thing. But there are two people who aren't here this morning. Uh, I had a phone call from Nick uh, just before half past nine uh, this morning. Their daughter Keely has tested positive for coronavirus on a lateral flow test. And so uh, they've gone off to have PCR tests and may join us on Zoom later. Nick and Yvonne are feeling fine, which is good news. But in this uh, day of, um, in these days of all these changes, uh, we're not too sure about anything really. And I certainly never ever imagined that I would be leading a service with so many people having to wear masks. But we're here, God's here, and that's the main thing, and we're going to celebrate today. So, good morning, everybody. Good morning to you here in the building. Good morning to you on Zoom. I don't know where to look, there's two cameras. <laughs> I'll just look in the middle. Anyway, split vision, good morning to you on Zoom. And good morning to those of you who will be watching the service on catch-up sometime in the future, when circumstances, your own personal circumstances, allow you to do that. So, each season of Christmas, something different seems to catch my mind, and once you've focused on it, it just, you seem to notice it everywhere. And this year, it's been about the name of Jesus. His birth and his name was prophet, were prophesied in Isaiah 7, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give a birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And that's referred to again in Matthew chapter 1, verses 22 to 23. Emmanuel, God with us. How wonderful to reread that message again this Christmas. God has not left us in darkness or in the shadow of death. He has given us new light. His light shines and gives us new hope. God is with us. Emmanuel. Thanks be to God. And I've suddenly realised he didn't remind me I could take my mask off. <laughs> so I'm getting a bit hot under there. I am allowed, except for singing. So in some uh, Christian traditions, the third Sunday in Advent is called, is called Gaudite Sunday. You'll notice that we've got three candles to light, and the third one is pink, rose pink. It's a liturgical colour uh, and symbolising joy. And that name means rejoice. Find it in Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Indeed, the Lord is near. I invite Nicole, Magdala and Junior to light our candles today.
uncontainable, irrepressible, bubbling up in an explosion of energy. What they were long for, what our children often embody, what makes the divine smile joy. It cannot be paid for, but it cannot be paid for, but is a, pre a priceless treasure. As we hope for your arrival, as we pray for peace in your living, as we wait and watch and wonder how you might reveal yourself to us, God give us joy in your advent. Joy is a commodity that can be bought or sold but lies deep in the human spirit. Help us to hear that truth and believe it. Let go of what our consumer culture says will bring us happiness, money, success and scramble to the top that leaves us flat. If we have robbed others of what they need in our clamour and quest for more than our fair share, forgive us. Help us hear the call of John the Baptist to turn around and begin again. God of love, we were made in joy. May we live in that way. We light a we candle. Light <laughs> we light, light a candle for joy. joy. May it light light the way ahead. Thank you very much. It's always a trauma lighting those candles. Thank you. Uh, we'll now receive our offering. If Evelyn could uh, bring the offering. That would be lovely. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, receive these gifts of money that we return to be used in your service. We return ourselves to be used in your service. And we pray that what we, how we worship today, we offer in love to you and give you thanks. Amen. A time of prayer, let us pray together. Oh, sorry, before we do that, it's um, a time of prayers for intercession and any prayers that you would um, ask for. So, um, are there any prayer requests this morning from you? Okay, let's pray together. We thank you that you have called us to be part of your family here in this fellowship at Spurgeon Baptist Church. You know each one of us by name and walk with us through times of light and dark. 
Forgive us when we have not acknowledged your presence and feel overwhelmed by the circumstances that surround us. Lord, we pray for those in our church family who are undergoing various medical investigations. In particular, we remember Alan and Babs, Ken and Bill, and Norman, Yvonne's mum, a dad, and also Keely, Nick, and Yvonne. We pray for those who have going, ongoing health difficulties, Eric, Hugh, Adrienne, and Graham. We pray for relatives who have contracted coronavirus, and particularly remember James, Jill Holiday's grandson. <coughs> and we pray for Io from St. Friedswides, who's also contracted the virus. We ask that you comfort those who mourn, particularly Leslie, Robert, Steph and Nick and their wider families. Lord, be with those we have named and those who are on our hearts. Pray, we pray for the people who care for them and the medical teams who look after them. Give us all the energy and wisdom to listen to and support each other as you would have us serve. Help us to understand who our neighbour is and how we can help them through your strength. Lord, draw near to those across the world in need today. Especially bring before, we bring before you the people affected by those terrible typhoons in America. Take care of all on this earth, we pray, Lord, and be with us in our worship now. Amen. Always with these services, we have congregation participation. Now, before your hearts sink far too far, don't worry, there's not quite so much this year. You may be relieved or you may be disappointed. If you are disappointed, just enjoy what we do do with great gusto. It will be appreciated. So, I'm going to ask you to boom. Now, we have some boom cards here. There will be boom on the screen, and there may be a boom noise to accompany all of this. When you hear that, you have to go boom. Right. After three. And if I don't like it, you'll do it again until I do. <laughs> One, two, three, boom! Almost. Almost. Just a little bit more. After three. One, two, three, boom! By the time you've done it three or four times in the service, you will be absolute professionals. Well done. Um, there will also be opportunities for you to be angels, shepherds and star watchers. That will just involve you reading together with our readers um, and the words will, will be there. And we've had to swap around various bits and pieces, so, so bear with us. Just enjoy our service because it's all about worship and, and being alive to God and his spirit. So I, I think our preparation's done. It's about time we did some singing. So 
If you're able to, please stand and sing. What a beautiful name. There is a slight Christmasification to the lyrics of this one. So familiar tune, familiar format, but a couple of Christmassy words have snuck in there, so pay attention to the screen, okay? child born in a manger, sent from God the Lord Most High, the Holy One sent down from heaven, born to set the captives free, what a beautiful name it is.
Please be seated. Thank you. What a powerful name. The name of Jesus, and we'll find out a little bit more as we go through our service. So are you ready? We'll begin. Just like that, out of nowhere, there he was, an angel. You may think he looks like Hayden, but he's an angel. Come this way next. And Mary saw the angel. She didn't laugh. She was terrified. Maybe it was the suddenness of his arrival. Maybe it was the shock of his surprise. Maybe because he was no fat baby with wings, but a bright, shiny, otherworldly creature sent down from the throne of God. Or maybe it had to do with just what the angel said. Hello, favoured one. God is with you. Mary was simply a young woman from a town called Nazareth in the region of Galilee. She'd never expected anything like this to happen to her. What did the angel mean? What was it all about? She was confused and troubled, to say the least. And the angel Gabriel understood that. Don't be afraid. This is a good thing. God is pleased with you and wants to do something amazing for you. So here is what's going to happen. You'll give birth to a son called Jesus. He'll be great. In fact, he'll be called the Son of God. It was the promise. The promise to Eve of a child to crush the serpent's head. The promise to Abraham that through his family, God would one day bless the world. The promise would finally come true. And it sounded amazing. But Mary had a practical question. Very practical. By the custom of her day, she was legally promised to be married to a man named Joseph. But they hadn't had the wedding yet. So she asked, quite rightly, I'm a virgin. How will I give birth to a son? And quite rightly, Gabriel gave her an answer. A mysterious answer guaranteed to surprise her even further. God's Holy Spirit... God's Holy Spirit will come upon you. His power will overshadow you. So your son will be holy too, the Son of God. It sounds incredible, I know, but your cousin Elizabeth is having a baby. She's six months pregnant, in fact. And as you know, she is well past childbearing age. For God can do anything, even something that everyone else thinks is impossible. Then let him do this impossible thing for me. I'll be his servant and do what he asks. And with that, just as suddenly as he had come, the angel disappeared. We sing again a beautiful carol in the bleak midwinter, one of my favourites. I love the last verse. Thank you. 
Well, Paul Joseph, who was Nick, is now Douglas. <laughs> Just like that, the news, out of nowhere, it was the last thing that Joseph wanted to hear. Mary, the woman he had promised to marry, was expecting a baby, and there was no way that the baby was his. What could he do? She had broken her promise broken the legal engagement that her family had made with him, and worst of all, she had broken his heart. He could have embarrassed her and made a big deal about what she had done, but Joseph was a good man and a kind man. <laughs> he decided to end their engagement, but to do it quietly. But, now are you ready? Before he could put his plan into action, he had a visit from an angel as well. The angel came to him in the night in a dream. Joseph, don't be afraid to marry Mary. She has not been unfaithful to you. 
The baby she is expecting is there by the power of God's own Holy Spirit. She is going to give birth to a son, and, God's want, and God wants you to call him Jesus. For just as that name means, he will rescue people from their sins. When Joseph woke up, he did exactly what the angel told him and took Mary as his wife. And then... Another surprise. The Roman ruler Augustus wanted to find out how many people were in his vast empire. So he ordered everyone under his control to return to their hometown to be counted. While Joseph was from Bethlehem, the town where King David once lived. So he and Mary had to travel way down south to be counted in the census. It was about 90 miles or so. And despite what you might have seen in your school nativity play, they probably had to walk. Sorry, little donkey. We don't need you. It can't have been that easy. When they arrived, they needed a place to stay, but so did all of Joseph's other relatives. And by the time they got to Bethlehem, all the nice upstairs rooms where families usually kept their guests were full. So Mary and Joseph had to stay in a downstairs room where the animals were kept for the night. And this is where you might be relieved, so there's no animal noises this year. The animals were there amongst the straw, and that was where Mary gave birth to Jesus. So she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger. We don't have our little tableau this year, but we have Joel. And Joel is brilliant because he's going to set the scene for us. So he's brought Mary, Joseph and baby Jesus to the manger. Thank you. If you go back and we'll see you again with some more in the minute. Thank you. Oh, that's so brilliant. So let's go to Bethlehem in our song, O Little Town of Bethlehem. Thank you. 
Lunia will now lead us in prayer. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for the angel songs that shout out the Saviour's birth, that shout aloud the Saviour's birth. Show us how to live in ways that sing again of peace on earth. Amen. And we sing again. This, we sing again this time, Silent Night. Please stand if you are able. In the hills outside of Bethlehem, there were shepherds guarding their flocks of sheep. The night was still. The stars were shining. All was quiet, apart from the odd, sleepy... <coughs> and then...
a sky full of angels. Oh, sorry. The angel appeared again. <laughs> just one. Just one at the minute. And the light that surrounded him surrounded the shepherds too. It turned the night bright as white and gave those shepherds an almighty fright. Shepherd, there's a frightened shepherd coming this way. Don't be afraid. The news I bring you is good. And it will fill whoever hears it with joy. Today in Bethlehem, in David's city, your saviour was born. That's right, the Messiah, the one God promised you. The one you have been waiting for year after year after year. He's here, and this is a sign that points to him, so you know for sure that you have found him. Look for a baby wrapped in cloths, fit for a newborn, lying in a manger. And when the angel had said that, a full of angels joined him, a crowd, a multitude of heavenly hosts, and like an otherworldly choir or a flash mob sent from heaven... They shouted and sang out their praises to God. And now your chance to speak. So the angel, Hayden, and you, the congregation, say together. Glory to God who reigns on on high. And, and peace, peace to, to those, those on, on earth who please him. And Noah goes to the microphone as shepherd, and he leads us in these words. So off they went. That God, um, God has told us. God has told us this amazing thing. Things. Let's go to Bethlehem and see. That's it, now you. So off they went. Hurrying, running, racing to the place the angel had revealed to them. And there was Mary, and there was Joseph, and there was a baby, just like the angel said, lying in a manger. The shepherds told Mary and Joseph everything the angel had told them about the baby, how he was the Messiah, God's long-promised one, finally come to his people. And Mary kept those words like a treasure in her heart to wonder and ponder over in the days and weeks and years to come. Then back to the hills the shepherds went, praising God for all that they had seen and heard, no longer quiet, no longer still, but shouting and singing like angels. Wonderful shepherd. Junior leads us in prayer again. Let us pray. Lord, help us be like Mary, who answered when you asked. Help us learn to give and serve, no matter what the task. Lord, help us be like Joseph, a man both kind and just. And just. Help us listen when you speak and teach us how to trust. Amen. Amen. The visitors uh, are gathering at the stable. And now it's time for our Star Watchers. And of course, a character we don't like very much, so feel free to boo. Herod. It's not Keith, it's Herod. 
who wanted a throne at the last minute. No. <laughs> what did he do? The star watchers knocked on the door of the palace, the palace of Herod, king of the Jews. And when they were admitted, and when they stood before him, they gave him news that landed like an explosion on his ears. We say with the star, the star watchers. Can you tell us, please, please where we can find, find the, newborn the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star rise in the night skies, and we have come to worship him. Well, it was all King Herod could do to stop exploding with rage. He was the king of the Jews, and he had murdered anyone who had tried to take his throne, including members of his own family. The Star Watchers, of course, had no way of knowing this. They were not Jews themselves. They were from another country far away, east of Jerusalem. For God wanted everyone, everywhere, to know about Jesus, to bless the whole world, just as he had always promised. King Herod sent the star watchers away and immediately gathered every priest and scribe and expert that he could find. And then he asked, but he'd asked them one question before they went. And so, where do our holy books say that God's long-promised Messiah will be born? Um, in Bethlehem of Judea. For the prophet Micah says that even though it's just a little town. Out of Bethlehem will come one who will be a ruler and a shepherd of his people. Ah. Search for the child. And when you have found him, come back and tell me. And I will sort it out, because I am a ruler. And I want to worship him too. <laughs> that was a lie. And King Herod knew it. He only wanted to find the child so he could kill him. The star watchers didn't know that, so off they went, following the star to Bethlehem. And when it stopped and rested above the house, they knew they'd found the place. Jesus was no longer a tiny newborn baby. No, he was a little toddler living with Mary and Joseph in that house. And when the star watchers entered the house, they fell on their knees before him and worshipped him. Then, then the, Joel is going to fetch the wise men and put them in the house. Because they were so pleased that they had found the right place. There they <laughs> and they gave him precious gifts. Gold, frankincense and myrrh. Thank you, young man. You are a gift yourself. <laughs> Gifts fit for a king. And when their visit was finished, they did not return to King Herod and tell him where the baby was. No, they did not. For in the night, God spoke to them in a dream and told them of the king's wicked plan. So in the morning, avoiding the palace, they returned home by another way. We pray again with Junior. Let us pray. Lord, help us be like star watchers, following your lead, 
looking for guidance in every word and deed. Amen. Amen. We've had a lovely time sharing this, celebrating our Christmas story today. We do it every year, but we do it for a reason. These events don't stand on their own. No, they're part of a set of much bigger events that link us back to the beginning of everything and forward to everywhere. They link back to the creation of the world. When God created men and women to love him and each other and the world he had created. And they link back to the promise that God made to the nation that one day he would send them a king like their best King David to set up God's own kingdom for everyone on earth. Jesus, the baby born to Mary, fulfilled all those promises, just as the angel said. Descended from David, he was God's own son, sent to crush the power of evil. But that was just the beginning of the world-changing event that was his birth. For it links forward to the grown-up Jesus, who healed the sick and fed the hungry and welcomed the outcast to show what life in God's kingdom was like. It links forward to his death, where his sacrifice defeated the power of evil by taking away the shame and guilt and punishment for every wrong thing that everyone would ever do. And it links forward to his resurrection from the dead, where... He paved the way for our resurrection. It links forward to his ascension, where he reigns at God's side. And it links forward to the coming of his Holy Spirit, who lives inside everyone who follows him and helps them to live like he did. And finally, it links forward even further still, through 2,000 years of history, to you and to me and then beyond to eternity. When, boom, God will make a new heaven and a new earth where he will be our king forever. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today and for helping us tell God's good news story. Let's celebrate God's good news as we sing our last carol together to worship Emmanuel, God with us, from the squalor of a borrowed stable. If you can, please stand to sing.
bless us and keep us. The Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. The Lord look upon us with kindness and give us peace. Amen. Please be seated. Our service is ended, but you have one more thing to do. I have my sweetie bowl, and I do like to throw them out. So you've just got to catch them. So I'm aiming at the back, so low-flying objects here, duck and duck. Children, ask your parents' permission before you undo. <laughs> if you don't get one, I won't throw them all out. You can come and get some more afterwards. Okay, I'm coming over to the back. Whee! No good, no good. Absolutely lost. Try that way. Right, I guess. Right, I'm coming straight. Whee! No, no, no! Oh! I'm hopeless. Right. This is for Andy in the back. No! <laughs>